Welcome to GovInfoSecurity.com's Month in Review for May 2010. Hello, I'm Executive Editor Eric Chabro. On the final legislative day of the month, the House approved an amendment to a defense authorization bill to reform the Federal Information Security Management Act by replacing the current paper compliance process agencies must follow with one relying on continuous monitoring of agencies' computer systems. The amendment, an amalgamation of two House bills, also would establish an Office of Cyberspace in the White House. Its director would need Senate confirmation and would have the authority to review the IT security budgets of civilian agencies. One of the measure's co-sponsors, Representative Mike McCall of Texas, explains why that's needed. Without the requisite authority, they can't carry out the mission. It had to be elevated to the White House to, to, to have the you know, imprimatur of the presidency. Without that authority given to this person with some budgetary authority, they really can't carry out the mission. And that's precisely, in my view, why Melissa Hathaway probably stepped down. You know, she was set up to fail in this position. A hearing about the computer breaches plaguing the Department of Veterans Affairs got a bit testy as lawmakers and VA officials tangled over who should be held responsible for computer thefts that have exposed hundreds of veterans' personal information. Here's an exchange between the VA's Jan Fry and Indiana Republican Representative Steve Beyer. I'm responsible for formulation and promulgation of policy across the VA, but I don't own the contracts per se for VHA. That's what I'm, the point I'm trying to get across. And the point I'm about to try to get across is, you should. I dislike the decentralized process. I dislike it. I detest it. And, and I would prefer to have testimony by someone that would say, I own it. Not just, I give policy. I would love to be able to change the law that says he owns it. Now let's turn to our podcast interview. We spoke with IT security analyst Richard Steenan. His book, Surviving Cyber War, is being published this month. In our chat, Steenan says the term cyber war is often misused, and he doesn't want to fall into the trap of overhyping conditions. We have government systems, for the most part, that are extremely vulnerable, and the government has let its guard down and has to do a lot of backtracking and filling to correct those issues. But the claim we're at war with somebody, I think, is going over the top. And from our blogs, I take note of an interview conducted by the Center for Strategic and International Studies with Senator Sheldon Whitehouse. He's the Rhode Island Democrat who chairs the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence's Cybersecurity Task Force. In the interview, Whitehouse raises the following questions. At some point, should we begin to license in some way access to the web in the same way that you license access to the geographical highways? You know, you can't drive a car that doesn't have lights on it. You can't drive a car with the muffler dragging down the street. You can't drive the car at 110 miles an hour. But you can take a laptop that is just crawling with malware up onto the Internet. What are the consequences? What should the consequences be for those kind of private decisions? A spokesman for White House later clarified that the senator was merely making a comparison about safety and not proposing an Internet licensing process. Just as well, it's hard to imagine how a licensing process could be pulled off. And finally, my colleague Howard Anderson. Howard edits our sister site, healthcareinfosecurity.com. Howard covered White House Cybersecurity Coordinator Howard Schmidt's keynote address at a healthcare IT conference in Washington. Hi, Howard. Hi, Eric. You wrote a blog entitled Wit and Wisdom of Howard Schmidt, in which you characterize his keynote address as folksy. How so? 
Well, he used humor to hammer home several points. For example, in stressing that healthcare organizations of all sizes need to take security more seriously, he acknowledged that it's tough for smaller doctor's offices with limited budgets. So he joked, they don't have an IT department and they don't have a CIO. As a matter of fact, the CIO generally is somebody's child down the road who's really, really good at Nintendo. Amusing. Thanks, Howard. Thanks for having me on, Eric. For more blogs, podcast interviews, and the latest government cybersecurity news, please visit govinfosecurity.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Eric Chavro.